Okay, cool. Coming at you from a balcony in Bangkok. This is Holding Up with Becky and Gary. So I'm Gary Yarbrough. And hi, I'm Becky O'Brien. And we're here to give you a bit of a breakdown of what our life's been like. And um, yeah, just kind of answer the question of our times. How are you holding up? So uh, kind of first episode background, I'm Gary. Uh, I am from the States and uh, we live here in Bangkok and um, I worked in food and beverage uh, manufacturing and uh, background of kind of my situation here was that my first day of quarantine was like my first day after I left my job. Not quarantine related but uh, still kind of weird at the same time. So my perspective coming at all of this is is from kind of uh having been unemployed and a job seeker for the last few weeks in in this in this time. And Becky and me, I'm Irish and I've been living in Bangkok for 6 years. We met over here. Um, I'm an international school teacher, so I'm currently teaching kindergarten. So that's been a pretty interesting experience. Yeah, you're you're doing the whole online teaching thing. Mm. Yeah. With, with three-year-olds, four-year-olds? Three. Three-year-olds. <laughs> so it's more like Zoom conferences with the parents. <laughs> Me trying to tell the parents to mute their mics. Yeah, it's been a pretty interesting um, experience. At first... We didn't know how long it was going to be, so it was very much... We just kept sending a video to the children. Just of, I would just send a video of me doing something at home. Cooking or making porridge and reading a story to them. And now it's developed a little bit more into me. Um, you got much more structure now. Yeah, much more structure. We... Um, you know, do a morning meeting every day. We send tasks and we meet one to one. So it's a lot different now. That's so crazy. I, I can't even think about doing that as a three. I'm trying to imagine how old I would be to where I would be able to kind of, like, learn from that properly. <laughs> I think today. Maybe sixth grade. I don't know. Today, one student. It was their first day actually signing up for the online teaching in all the weeks we've been off. And I, I could tell he was completely shocked to see me there. He kept pointing at the screen and saying, look, 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 it's Becky. <laughs> and I was thinking, yes, it's me. <laughs> like you, I don't know if we got any learning from the experience. Just the We learned about teleconferencing. Yeah. <laughs> Technology is part of our curriculum so they're learning how to use zoom oh man um and uh yes as we said we're in bangkok so you're an international school teacher here in bangkok and we're uh i guess expats here living in bangkok and that's a bit of our background and we are living downtown in bangkok in a pretty dense area in a high-rise roof and um or, sorry, a high-rise condo. and uh, <laughs> On the roof. And, and so it's kind of difficult during this um, coronavirus pandemic, even though Bangkok's numbers, it's, its reported numbers, have been more or less low over the last eight weeks comparatively. 
um, still during social distancing, it's really hard to really avoid people um, when literally we step outside our doorstep and our condo and we're on the busiest street in, in Bangkok. And uh, it's that's, tough. That's it's, the thing that's been really hard for me because I think I speak to so many people back in Ireland and even though everyone's isolating and keeping their social distance, everybody I know can go on walks. The entire country is out walking their dogs and going on runs. And in Bangkok, within two minutes of leaving my apartment, or 20 seconds of leaving my apartment, I see someone in the lift. Yeah. So it's been really difficult to think, I'm trying to stay inside as much as I can. Like right. stay within the apartment. Right. There's, I mean, there's Which dozens of people on our floor and then hundreds of people that use our elevator and then the lobby, you know. It's really, it's, um, you see people jogging on the street. And Bangkok is a place where people do use masks, but it's, start, it's a bit, it's a bit lazy. I mean, I think maybe we can talk about mask use as a whole topic on itself sometime, but, and its adoption and, and different cultures. I think it's pretty interesting, but, um, it, it, just on the topic of going outside in general, it's, it's tough. It's a full, it's a, it's kind of like a whole thing you have to think about and and go throughout because as soon as we're out our front door, we're in contact uh, potentially with people. I what? mean, there's custodians who clean our, the floors, the common floors of our, um, the floor we're on every, every day. So, you know, as they're sweeping and mopping and stuff like that, that they're potentially breathing it in that common air that isn't really ventilated well. Um, just in the hallways on, on our, on our flat. So it's, it's, yeah, little things like that, that make it more difficult than yeah. your family in Ireland or where my brother is in, in Hawaii or he gets to go out and still go on little hikes and stuff. I think mm -hmm. he said he got kicked out of a place. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I feel tough. that in Bangkok, whenever I leave that apartment, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think anyone could be infected with COVID-19. So I'm trying to be as careful as I can. And yeah, it's a whole set of things I need to think about. And um, before we go on, on I want to finish our introductions with the final member of our household, which is Chloe. She's our 11-month-old dachshund, mini dachshund puppy. And... Um, She's a big reason we do have to go outside quite often. Yeah. <laughs> she's gone crazy since we started quarantine. <laughs> she used to be so quiet and sleepy at home and never bark at home. And now all of a sudden, she's a terror. <laughs> she's sleeping next to us right now. So maybe she won't make an appearance in episode one. But I'm sure that she will at some time. At some point while we're both recording this, be barking at one and do something. So. She wants us to play more. She hasn't <laughs> seen a dog in a while and she's... Yeah. Had enough of it. That's a big change. She used to go to the dog park and play with other dogs a few times a week. And now she's only got us to play with. So it's sad for her, but we try and entertain her. So I guess I can go into, um, yeah, I want to talk about our apartment because uh, we, we mentioned a little bit that we're in this condo downtown, but I think about what we're, one thing that helps us cope is the sunsets. 
Mm. I think that's like a huge part of our lives. Since and just in I've, general, the sky, maybe? Since I've been inside, two major things have happened in regards to my feelings about my apartment. Is I've become so appreciative of the space in the apartment. And I've been become even more connected to nature through the sky. Mm. I've been normally I always want to get into the trees and walk in grass, but now I'm just constantly staring at the clouds, <laughs> like looking at them and looking at the sunset, and yeah, I feel really grateful for it. Yeah, we have a awesome balcony. We are yeah. very fortunate. And every day we know it, and we're very grateful for it. Um, and and it actually, because we're on the top floor, we don't have anyone above us, so we have a lot of huge view of the sky. Mm-hmm. And I think you've said this a few times that like, the sky has become your access to nature. Mm-hmm. Your your your. And actually, not just the sky, but because we've got a, like a good space outside. I've started like planting seeds mm-hmm. because I want to get even more of a connection to nature and I for the first time in my life I feel I have the time to really look after a little garden and really like every day water it and look at it and really nurture it yeah it's really exciting so yeah. you have a couple little sunflowers going yeah and I'm watching them every day <laughs> we'll get Intently. some herbs and vegetables going hopefully I've been trying to push for more functional things <laughs> she the first thing she planted was a sunflower but that'll be happy. It will make us happy. <laughs> it will make me really happy. And I feel like being inside and being so isolated from the world, I've really started to think, to think about how could I become truly self-sufficient? I would love, I'm starting, I'm daydreaming about getting a compost bin where I can get my own soil, grow my own vegetables. I even thought today... <laughs> Haven't told you yet. We should get a chicken. <laughs> get eggs. <laughs> oh wow! You waited till this moment. So I think that would be really cool if my cock just had one chicken. What if he gets around. over the ledge? <laughs> you no. a chicken will I flutter down. Joking. I was only joking. <laughs> flutter down these floors. Uh, I would be down to expand part of our balcony to have some organic growing box or something mm. chloe will eat all the vegetables though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you've been we've both been enjoying the sunsets we um our friendly neighbor gave us a table and two high chairs to sit out there and it's like oh, our it's own been a dream he's our been own amazing. little bar yeah very nice guy and um and originally this this podcast i thought we would maybe film it or maybe record it outside in the sunsets every night or something but uh one it's hard to commit to uh always the same time and two it's uh very noisy out there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, less noisy than usual with traffic and stuff but there's still lots of birds and um i feel like air conditioners and Mm. all kinds of stuff i feel like every day the the sunset the reason i'm so focused on it as well is every day the apartment is the exact same Mm. but the sunset has been we've been having the best sunset since we've been inside and every day it's just like a masterpiece in the sky and i've just been watching it so intently and i feel like it's the only thing visually that's changing around it definitely gives perspective and you're right when every day is almost groundhog day 
and you have a different sunset every day, at least it's like, oh, okay, it's, we're not, we're not repeating the same mundane actions in the same house in this every day in and out, you know, it, um, it's, it's grounding, it's, it's cosmic in a way it realizes, it makes you realize things are bigger than you and, and this and time is, and it's is fleeting and, and, you know, this will pass. And the whole thing that with the coronavirus as well is that, of course, it's so damaging and so horrific for so many people. But I think there's been a universal feeling that nature is finally getting the chance to repair mm-hmm. and to heal. And, you know, the pollution in Bangkok right. has majorly been reduced from this time last year um, in I think it was actually around March last year, we had school closures mm-hmm. for pollution. It was that toxic, the air. Right. This time, one year later, and the numbers are the lowest ever. And it is even, so incredible Even just to a see. couple months ago, January this year, um, the start of coronavirus, you know, before that even started, we were having to wear, we already, the two of us bought our own N95 masks. Mm. because it was so bad outside it was like over you know 300 ppm you know that really like prepared us for the corona because we already had masks we had a bunch of masks Mm. but yeah so that is the first initial thing that we can see we can literally see because of skyscrapers other buildings in bangkok that we can now see clearer in a distance that used to be more in a foggy in a foggy haze that just because of the traffic it's it's improved um, because the traffic's gone down the the sight lines have improved and the pollution has improved um, I think the topic that I kind of want to round off today is just a little bit of how we have been coping so uh, and that's one part of the question right how are we holding up uh well, a lot of Animal Crossing is the, <laughs> the real answer to that. No, but I mean, a brief history of going, of the ups and downs of the quarantine and how we took it so seriously and stuff. Was I was taking it very seriously, even in February, knowing it was going to spread after it was um, left China and it was in Italy and Iran. Out of all the people I know, you were the first person who took it seriously. You were taking it seriously before everyone else. You were really, like, saying we need to wash everything the minute we come home. Right. I was going to leave my work at the end of March. And during February, I was watching the trends of coronavirus. And I was so fixated on it that I just couldn't... I didn't want to stay on at my my previous job anymore. Because I, I knew that a quarantine was most likely going to come. But also, I just... I I couldn't uh, focus on work anymore knowing that this was happening. So I just wanted to leave and start preparing. And, and um, I basically, it, I, I w- looking back, it feels so little time that um, I had started before everyone else. But at the time, it felt like I was a prepper. I felt like I was a crazy person, like, bunkering I up. felt that way about you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in February, I was traveling internationally to Vietnam. Oh my God, yeah. And Vietnam was, in my eyes, one of the first countries that took it truly seriously. All schools, even when I traveled there, had been closed for a few weeks. And things were starting to get 
stricter and stricter about um, wearing masks and things like that. And I went there just for a weekend, but I, I was nervous in the airport a little bit because I was there for so long. So I was wearing my mask and my gloves, but I wasn't too worried about it at that stage, really. It was only a few weeks after that that I started to think, okay, this is a big deal. And if I'm really honest, uh, in the early stages, I thought, this is an overreaction of the world. I said, you know, I'm big into conspiracy theories, and I was thinking, the world is covering up something else. It's just the flu. Why are they making such a big deal of it? Oh, I still have friends that believe it's a problem they're not they don't think that coronavirus is a problem but they're you know not necessarily like huge right-wing people that are like open up the government and all this stuff or open up the economy but i i do have friends that think that this is a way that oper- like governments are being opportunistic with their surveillance and control and all that stuff yeah, I don't think that, but I, I think back in the early days, I did think, oh, this is a big overreaction, and I don't know, I didn't feel like following the, I didn't feel like overreacting myself. I thought, I'm just going to do my normal thing, but it was, wasn't for until a few weeks later that I started to really think, okay, this is a problem. And once I realized it was a problem, I came fully on board with everything with being taking it very seriously I started to not want to go to work and keep my distance from people in work and I was annoyed when we'd have towards the end of finishing I was a bit annoyed about having meetings and things like that I was thinking we need to finish and we need to distance ourselves yeah I was like quarantined at home but then you would leave and come home every day and so I was so annoyed I'm like I'm still being I'm still being, uh, you know, potentially put at risk by you leaving the house. And in truth, I'm not and the worried people, about my own health. And the people you were around weren't taking it seriously yeah. too. So but, it's really hard to, you're so influenced by but, the people around you, you know. I wasn't, I'm, I'm still not fully worried about my own health, even though it could be potentially extreme. I am worried now. I am worried now that I've heard of a lot of young people dying. But I'm most worried about our next door neighbor who we interact with via the balcony but more importantly our little dog chloe when when you're saying via the balcony we're not we're not interacting we don't have a shared balcony but no. we our balconies join so we can but the our dog goes between yeah it's mostly chloe going over and to visit. she goes over there and he looks after her regularly and she loves going over there and I don't want to be, you know, breathing on my dog <laughs> and then him getting sick. It's the whole thing of people thinking like, well, we can be other around other people that are quarantining, but that's, they've done the, they've shown studies and like simulations and like if people, well, we don't need to get into it. It's like people start slipping a little bit and like contacting one other people, one other person and it starts going down a path. Mm. But either way, yes, yeah, so that's really our weakest link is Chloe, uh, Chloe's fur. <laughs> but yeah, we do a good, a good job cleaning her off whenever she goes out for a walk and everything. 
Um, and then, yeah, I guess to, to round it off, I don't want to spend too long going over the last eight weeks, but just kind of, there was a time where I was very anxious and, uh, and there was times when, when we were, you know, a little bit better about it. I think Animal Crossing for me was a big one for you, maybe journaling, reading. Um, to deal with anxiety? Yeah, like, I feel like the roller coaster that we, especially, I feel like, I can't believe, for me it's been eight weeks, for you it's more like six since you've really I been home. I feel like home. what I've really done to combat anxiety has been, when I, when I first was off work, I would read the news every day, and that had to go, because that was really ramping up my anxiety, so... I try to change my habits, especially in the morning and getting into things like reading, journaling. And I finally feel so grateful to be able to have the time to do a gratitude journal every day, to do self-development work every day. And every morning I spend doing that. And it's really been like amazing to have the time to do it. Right. And, and from, it's really helped me with dealing with the anxiety from Corona. Yeah, and I had an anxious couple of weeks, and then I had I kind of eased off, and then now I'm trying to find a balance. And really, it's a lot about being productive, which I think we can talk about next time, and maybe some of the things we've been doing, some of the schedules we've been working on, because mm-hmm. um, we have some cool new, new days, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and our date nights. On, yes. on Saturday, which have been pretty awesome. So let's just tease those for now and uh, wrap up this episode. So this has been Holding Up with, with Gary and Becky. Becky and Gary? I think with Becky and Gary. Yeah. <laughs>